Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. Everybody, welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with the Garrett Campbell. He's calling in from Brickell, I believe, Miami, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm in more so like Midtown Miami. But yeah, I just moved here like two weeks ago from like uh, Chicago area in Illinois. Oh, very cool. Yeah, my family's from Brickell, which is why I bring it up. But really cool to have you on the show. For Agency Go members, you may already have seen or heard of Garrett because we're partnering with his company to help bring closers and appointment setters to agencies mainly because we launched this beta program and inside the beta program to bring these closures and setters. I had a lot of people from Garrett's community that he has, you know, uh, hear about us. And so it kind of conjoined and we found this good partnership to work together on this, this specific thing. So we're really happy to have him on the pod, really happy to be working with them. So thank you, Garrett, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Happy to be here. Obviously, it's a very hot industry. I think placing closers and appointment setters for agencies is very important. What I want to do is on this podcast, I want to obviously talk about the opportunity of people working with you, but I think what would be more insightful than that, and we'll touch on that part, but more insightful to start off with is if you could kind of talk about where you see some of the pitfalls of this happening for people and how you're overcoming them, that's what made me want to work with you is because I loved how you were a closer and you are a closer for some other programs and you found some things you didn't like and you're doing your own spin on it, which I agree with. And there's a lot of bad reputations that companies like this have out there online. And I'm just curious, like, how are you doing it differently to address those concerns? And how, I guess, collectively, how do we plan on doing that? I'm just curious if I want to share with the audience, like, what is your take on the industry and where are some of the issues and how can we be better than them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I've, I've been in sales for the past like three years since I was like 18, 19. Like, I've, I've been selling for quite some time now. And I've been on sales teams that do like 50K a month. And I've been on sales teams to do closer to like a million a month. And I've seen kind of just as a closer, like the processes and the systems and how they track everything and how they run meetings and the actual talent there. I saw all the variables between a million a month sales teams and like 50K a month sales teams and their drastic differences. So, yeah. Kind of just took from all my experiences as a closer to like put the puzzle pieces together and realize what works and what doesn't. And as I was a closer, I came to realize like a lot of the scripts and kind of the way they're actually running sales calls just wasn't all that efficient. And they would be closing at like 30%. And then I would come in and I wouldn't really use their scripts or their systems. And I would close at like 60%. That had happened on multiple different sales teams. And it came to a point to where just the way that I sell is a little bit different. So I kind of created my own thing and that kind of started. I, I had a bunch of businesses reach out to me asking for me to close for them. I had a bunch of salespeople asking me how to sell. So it kind of became this synergy to where I decided to train these closers, like get them up to speed and then help place them on businesses. And as far as the, what you said, as far as the placement of closers and inefficiencies in the marketplace is things that I see that don't work is charging this absurd high amount of money for talent and giving 
guarantees, but with the guarantees come a list of about a grocery list of contingencies and that are nearly impossible to meet. And in turn, like you just don't ever actually get the guarantee. And that's what we look to do things differently is um, placing closers and in appointment centers as well um, with guarantees that you will get your money back if things don't work. Cause that's ultimately like what it comes down to. Like, I think people underestimate um, in a business that's very dependent on people um, and actually working. Like, there are a lot of independent variables, which is why guarantees are so important and not charging a boatload of money either. We have very good closers, so we, we charge a fair price, but those are kind of the, the key things that we do different and, and kind of my background as well. Amazing. And what is something that for these agencies who are looking to scale appointment setters and closers and uh, you know, I could probably add some color here too, because I, I have my own sales team as well, but I'm curious what your thoughts on it are. Like, what are some pitfalls that agency owners have when they're trying to scale up their own sales teams? What's the biggest difficulty you've seen for them? And like, where do they typically mishire or make errors when they're trying to scale? The biggest thing I see is they hire a closer and they're like, dust my hands, like sales is <laughs> obviously not true. I think like, the month one, like the first 30 days of bringing a closer on board, you need to be extremely hands-on with them. And then after that bit of time, they get more and more self-sufficient. That's the bulk of the work is like getting them on board and making sure that's smooth and things like that. So as far as, you know, uh, I guess, aside from that, um, just being very hands-on month one, listening to their call recordings, like making sure they have offer dialed down. And, and a lot of things I see, honestly, it's not exactly the actual sales process, but they're not used to, once you bring on an A player closer, uh, maybe you're used to five clients a month, and then you have a beast of a closer close 12 in month one, and you're not used to managing 17 clients. So the results for client 17 isn't as good as the results for client five. And who comes back, like that client, client 17 goes back to that closer and says, hey, you said this was going to happen and it didn't. So when fulfillment issues arise, the closer loses belief in the product or service. Yeah. And then he looks to leave because he doesn't have belief and it's just a negative domino. Right. It's, it's, it's really unfortunate. And I think the one thing that I've learned and, and I encourage everyone listening to this who might be trying to scale a sales team. Um, when, I, when I've interviewed uh, a, a number, I mean, over 150 agencies since July, the you know, top five to 10% that's still involved and they have a $10 million plus company they're all super involved in the sales process still, even as they're scaling. What a lot of people don't understand, and I think this is very important, is you could always just hand off stuff and have closers and appointment setters, you know, try to figure it out on their own, but you're never going to grow as quickly. You're going to grow so much faster if you can duplicate yourself out, but then you're still involved in the process. Um, And then, you know, one day you can exit and let everyone do things on their own, but you're not going to grow as fast when you do that. The real fast growth that people want that is on the one hand quick and on the other hand, providing value to clients because you're taking care of both. When you do that, you have to be involved in the sales process. You can't just like completely peace out. So like, for instance, a lot of our growth right now is on the software side. The agency is still growing pretty quickly, but the really like incredibly rapid growth and viral growth is coming from the software because I'm spearheading the sales of the software. Um, and I'm spearheading the sales of the platform and everything like that. Whereas before I was all in on the agency and I was it and, and it was growing really quickly. And again, we're still growing like 30, 50% a year, 
but it's not like a hundred percent like it was before because I wasn't leading that growth. So all the growth now comes from something else, which is still owned by Twiz LLC. But the point is that wherever you want to grow quickly, you need to be leading the sales team. And that's so important for any agency owner. You help agencies with placing appointment setters and also closers. How do you find these people? Because let's say someone wants to work with us and they don't have the money and they're not, they're not over the threshold we look for. Because I know we were talking about we want to work with people who have enough capital to be able to actually grow and invest and things like that. So let's right. say they're not and they're listening to the show and they want to get going. They want to find a partner, a sales partner. Like where can they find them in the meantime before they work with us to place someone and build a team? Like what's the best place to go to? So you're asking where do I source my sales talent? Yeah. Are you in like communities? You don't have to even mention specific names. If they're proprietary, but like, do you, did you seek out communities online? Did you reach out to closers at other companies? Like, how does that work? I mean, is it, is it that kind of emotion? Yeah. So I, I have a, a sales training called the closing Bible, uh, which is like a four month, like hands on process. So um, I take talent that are in different industries that aren't in like online sales, like whether you're like absolutely like door to door killers. Like I have one guy, for example, um, who was newer to door to door sales specifically. Um, and after training him for like 60 days, um, he became the number one, uh, door to door guy within his company. And then soon after the number one door to door guy in Ireland alone. And I was like, wow. like there's a ceiling that comes with door to door sales. You can only knock so many doors. So I actually placed him on one of the teams that I work with and he's closing at 75% on inbound leads right now. <laughs> um, there's a lot of hidden gyms that are just not in this like online, like high ticket like space. So I find uh, gems and training them to get them up to speed. And that's kind of where I'm sourcing all of them is, is training them myself. Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, Twiz, books meetings on autopilot. Last year, we booked 1,731 meetings, closed 234 accounts, and generated $1.72 million in revenue. I want the same thing for your agency, so I've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free. That's right, absolutely free. If you want to transform your business for free, go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today. That's agencygo.io forward slash leads. Now back to the show. Let's say it's the average agency owner listening to the show and they're doing less than our criteria, which is over 10K per month in sales. And they just need, they, they, they want to start duplicating themselves out. They want to find people and they don't have the money to work with us on this project. Where should they go to find people? Like, should they just throw in a, uh, an ad up on Indeed and try to find someone there? Or like, where should they find people if they want to get going on that? Got you. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as finding sales talent, like is in not working like through us, there's, there's plenty of avenues. Facebook groups tends to be the lowest quality, but like the highest volume. So if you go through a Facebook group, there's plenty of like closer communities type that like places there, you just need to bet really hard. So have a job form and then kind of, you know, sift, yeah. sift through everything to, to find some gold. If that's the avenue you're looking to take, honestly, Twitter as well. Uh, there's yeah. a bunch of closers on Twitter that are really, really good. Um, and, and I recommend Twitter, honestly, as a, a main platform as well. 
I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is great advice, especially for the upstart agencies who may not be able to really invest into a team, but want to get a, you know, an appointment setter or something to help scale. Um, so I really appreciate you sharing that. I'm going to ask you one last question before we go on the lightning round and also the offer, if you have anything good for, for anyone listening um, for, to reach out or anything like that is uh, first off, like you're, you're a really good closer. You've done this for a long time. Uh, you built a brand around it. Like what is one thing that people can do agency owners specifically to get more sales for their business? Is there any, either one or a few different things that you know work that, that tends to hurt most agencies? Two things. So as far as like every single, everyone always tells me like they need help objection handling and like nine times out of 10, it's just any objection you ever get is a problem that you, a mistake that you made like earlier on in the call. So every time you get an objection, just write that down and ask yourself like, what could I have asked or what could I have said earlier on on this call to prevent this from happening in the first place? That alone yeah. will help you a ton. And then secondly, like you simply need to change, like kind of flip the, the tables, right? Like you need people selling you as to why they qualify to be your client, not you selling them on why they should bring you on. It's like a push and a pull. The more you push people away, the more they, they naturally want you. It's just, it's just human nature. The less need and the more detached you are from the outcome, the more likely you are to, to close more. I think that's also why brand is so important because if you build a really solid brand, then people will be dying to work with you. That's why I've been telling everyone to go so hard on social media and you know, you even have a bigger Twitter than I do. I just started on Twitter uh, and I, I, I can only imagine how much this helped you out, but I've just even seen in my own last five months on Twitter, like just the overwhelming demand uh, of people. And the thing people don't understand about social media is when you talk about shifting the tables, I spent four years building an agency outbound where I was always in the weaker position because I had to overcome people not knowing who I was and trying to demonstrate value to somebody who just met me, which in retrospect was probably the best training I could have possibly ever had because now I feel like it's so easy. You know, if I had started with that, I probably would have done a lot better because people come to you and they, they're, they're admiring you. I mean, they're, fo they're literally following you. They're following you because they respect you. And anyone that I follow, I follow because I respect them and I want to learn from them. And so when you're doing that, ultimately, you're in that position of authority already. And so I think to your point, you want to build that with people you don't know, but it even further you know, promotes the idea that you have to get it on social, you have to get on building a brand because that's how you establish that at scale to hundreds of thousands of people at a time is that authority that you place in your specific space. So uh, Gary, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap up with the lightning round questions and then also give you an opportunity to tell people how to work with you for the lightning round. So what was one thing I guess you wished you knew when you were 18? Uh, dear Lord, sell higher ticket like faster, like raise, like if you're an agency owner, it's predominantly who we're here for, like raise your prices. Like you are not charging enough nine times out of 10 and literally in having higher prices, it looks like higher value. You get higher value clients. And there's just no downsides to raising prices. Great piece of strategy. And if you had to grow your business 10 times over the next 12 months, what would you do? Number one, I would do, and as far as like to go back to Twitter, like 90% of my business is sourced through Twitter. I would do Twitter spaces five times a week, like yeah. Monday to Friday, the exact same time and grow with like giving free giving free templates, like here's my free objection handling training or pertaining to whatever yeah. you do with an email opt-in and grow your email list. You guys can get 10,000 emails so fast, grow your following. 
And then those retweets and things like that you get from the free opt-in is like casting the net to get a lot of followers. And then having the Twitter spaces to actually build an actual relationship with your community. That's really fire. So you actually currently do those. I actually haven't tried it yet. Are those really working for you? I do Twitter spaces twice a week now. I was doing five days a week and it, it helped immensely. Like honestly, majority of my clients now asked me a question on my Twitter spaces and applied it, made money, and then came back to me and was like, hey, I want to work with you. I made yeah. thank you for <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, well, good to know because I was thinking about doing Twitter spaces. I, I was also thinking about another example of something like that is TikTok. I had an aha moment where I would reach out to top influencers on TikTok and I would say, can I interview on my podcast? But the interview is on TikTok and not on my on here because then you're getting all of their fans coming and listening. Plus they're getting this free publicity, plus they're looking good. So that's like one of those growth hacks. But yeah, the social currency that you build I mean, it's still so new. I mean, if you think about it, like think about how much the price of uh, real estate has increased over the last 100 years. We've still in America, it's not like there, another continent has grown. It's the same amount of real estate, you know? And because of that, it's only increasing in value. So if you think about social media, I guess social media is still going to be expanding, you know? It's still going to get bigger and broader. More people are going to get internet. But over time, it's going to get to a point where everyone has internet. And the value of your followers now and the value of your community now is going to actually increase over time. So we're still so new. I mean, it's really just like the last 10 years that social media has become a thing. And, I, and I'm really waking up to that uh, now. So thank you, Garrett, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, obviously, we're partnered together. We're working together on this. I'm very excited for that. But uh, if somebody's not an agency member and they want to work with you, how can they do that? How can they reach out to you? What's the best way? Honestly, follow me on Twitter. Like that's my main platform. That's a good place to find me as well. You can go to GarrettCampbell.com. That would work as well. You'll see a bunch of my testimonials, um, a little bit more about my offers and what exactly I do. I have a YouTube channel as well that you could check out. Um, and those would probably be the, the main platforms as far as you know, reaching out to me. Fantastic, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on the show. For everybody listening, Garrett Campbell is one of my business partners here as well now uh, working on closers. He's been able to, over the last three years, grow his closers agency really quickly by helping businesses place uh, appointment setters and closers on their team. Thank you so much for being on the show, Garrett. We'll get you on again soon. Appreciate it.